0: The most famous person I've ever had on the podcast, <laughs> and my favorite person who I never get to talk to anymore, is uh, Julie Holly. Hey, we How text. Are you?
1: We text. How are you? My day just went like through the roof. It was already a great day, but it just became like an a insanely awesome so, day because I'm here with you.
0: So before this, I just interviewed Anthony, and I said something to him that I think can apply to you too. You know, I watched your career right i watched you you know uh be a mom do real estate and then all of a sudden like the last year you just went into some other planet and you're doing all these deals and things going crazy i told him that intentionality is a scary thing when you when you get dialed in with the right people the right team and you can watch it grow um is that what happened to you? Was it just the timing? Like, did you finally find the right partners? Like things just went crazy for your your business.
1: Intentionality is so key. And another word for that might be clarity. Like I became Mm. super clear as to who I am, what I'm after, what I'm pursuing. And a lot of that clarity honestly came when you and Cassie came and visited and escaped the Tahoe fires. I mean, hey, you branded the conscious investor as we were hiking and literally on a hike. I mean, and and I am gonna just like put that out there. It's like when we say yes, our best yes. and, And you had your amazing post and it really got me into reflecting about When we make a change in life, the ripple effect it has on those around us that we don't inadvertently, like we don't even know about most of them, but your, your path, you know, and becoming sober and like high 5s and like, just so like, you're awesome. And, and just like everything that you've accomplished and our friendship and just like being around you and my willingness to be like, and my family's willingness to be like, Hey, hospitality, sure. Come visit us. Right. All of those yeses led me, you know, led us into this conversation about what am I? And that really helped. That was the beginning of it right there. Honestly, Austin, like.
0: Well, what's interesting about branding um, is like when somebody tells you like, uh, you know, you get a message from time to time they're like, you're innately your brand, like you through and through, like you are your brand. And I, and I think You know, if you look at it from a context of like, well, you know, where I think it's trouble for people like you and I and Anthony who love so many different things, like what's something that, you know, like what I learned to do is I I tell people about 10% of what I actually do, because if they heard the 90%, they would be exhausted. Like my dad, when I sit down with my dad, he's like, dude, you're exhausting me just talking to me about what you have going on. And still, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And so I've learned over the years to just, <laughs> you know, keep some for myself, you know, like keep some for myself. And, and like, when I look at your brand and the conscious investor, like what it says to me is like, I'm a person who cares about people. I'm a person who cares about partnerships and I'm a person who cares about my investors. Like what better to encapsulate, uh, you know, what you care about, right. From a value prop, um, than, than that brand per se. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And to think the journey to get there, the path to get to last year started in 2020. And I launched my podcast initially, like as this whole SEO rich, um, borrowed a tagline from, from somebody that I heard at a conference asked permission to, you know, so it was like, ask me how I know sub sub, you know, like bullet multifamily stories of struggle to success and it was well intended but it always had for like over 300 and about 330 episodes now a monday mindset thursday's with an investor so i was always like seeking to create this balance within the investment community of we can't just be investors we can't just be chasing after money we are going to end up empty, unfulfilled, dissatisfied, and we're not going to contribute our greater good to the world. And so I was, I was striving for this and I was doing it. But then when I, you know, rebranded into the conscious investor and even more recently, that is actually becoming like the entire brand three keys investments is now like going like into the little, like you know, you're going to have to click to get there because the conscious investor is everything. It's like, if you don't have your personal freedom, you have financial freedom. Super. Lots of people. I mean, there are a lot of people that have a lot of money that are really unhappy and dissatisfied, but when you gain your personal freedom, that's the pinnacle. That's when you've arrived. And I've become so crystal clear on that that it now has really emphasized the whole brand and it's drawing and attracting like-minded people. It's kind of like when you see somebody wearing, you know, a Patagonia jacket, you know, you kind of know like, oh, you know, a certain person chooses a Patagonia jacket. And and so I- <laughs> No, no, no. I, so the cautious I investor is kind of we, like the no, We talk about this
0: all the time with like Washington and Colorado, like, yes. like those people, no matter if they're in the city or at Walmart, they're always ready for a hike, you always. know, like, you know, from dressed up, prepared, got the car, water you got bottles got your vest on. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so, 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 so you, you rebrand and then, you know, you kind of have some partnerships kind of disappear. Um, you know, where did you find these new, you know, partners that you're, that you're teamed up with right now?
1: Yeah, actually they are not new. They are partners that people I have wanted to partner with and collaborate with because I only like one of our pillars is like, we only partner into deals where we bring investors. We're only partnering into deals where we have, um, at least a year's relationship with our other partners. Um, and so, I'm always kind of like eyeballing and like, okay, well, do I think that person would be a good partner? Like, let me break bread with them. Let me go meet them at a conference. Let me, mm-hmm. you know, hop on multiple calls. Let me, you know, like there are just these like layers where I'm trying to be very conscientious about those partnerships. So last year was just beautiful because, um, people I wanted to partner with, had opportunities for partnerships and they're people okay. that are further ahead in their investing journeys than I am and I love that. I want to learn I'm always into continuously learning and building better practices for my investment business. and so to be able to partner with them was just like pinch me especially at the end of the year.
0: Well well here's the problem though and this is what I hear from all my clients. Well, why would they want to partner with me? What can I bring to the table? Did you have those moments? Did you, did you, did you have those internal conversations?
1: Always, but you know what I have learned in the three unique, you know, like unicorn partnerships that I went into last year alone is, and, and someone gave me words for this, uh, maybe even just two months ago is that I, I do bring a lot to the table side for like I bring knowledge and experience and I bring all of that but you know the number one thing that I bring to the table is peak energy
0: yes and it's oh my god Julie you just opened (laughs) up you just opened up a cornucopia for the, the rest of the call look I was sick six months ago give or take and like I was down for like I was still working but I was down for like two weeks and I realized that everybody in the ownership group was in a bad mood
1: Oh my gosh, because
0: I was in a bad mood and I was tired and I thought to myself in that moment, okay, look, I know people, I can connect people, I can recruit, I can put things together, but if I'm not taking care of myself, my energy, if I'm not protecting that, then I'm not doing what's necessary for the company to succeed. And that is my number one pillar now is bringing the energy, bringing the fun, bringing the excitement.
1: Isn't that it's, it's so um, it's intangible. And so I've dismissed it because everyone else is like, you know, Hey, I'm great at this and that and the other thing. And they're very tangible and you can see it and touch it and be like, Oh, cool. There's that spreadsheet. Oh, cool. You know, X, Y, or Z but peak energy isn't something that you can like hey here's a spreadsheet here are the results but it is something that everybody feels and as i've been working on um 184 unit ground up development luxury uh in north carolina that was all out of order, wasn't it? words, <laughs> But anyhow, but as I'm working on this development project, I mean, you hit hiccup, like you have like bumps in the road in development and that's just going to, that's just development. Okay. And, but as we're going through those, I'm like the one that finds that positive and finds that mm-hmm. part. And it's mm-hmm. like lifts the mood and just kind of sets like a I mean, they have more experience in the the development space than I do, but I really do elevate the tone of the conversation. And Mm -hmm. that's priceless because when we're in our downstairs brain, we make really dumb decisions and we really mistreat people and it just doesn't work out.
0: One of the things I've had to learn, though, is when I see something, instead of assuming somebody else is going to do it, I just have to speak up. And like, even my dad, who was on a call with all my partners, like, oh, like, you're the one like leading, like, it's all you like it's it's. and so what's crazy is I found something that I love more than life itself. Uh, Only the only person I love more is, is Cassie, but there's something I love more than life itself. And I never thought in my entire life, it would be that and it's recruiting employees. I am a savage like I have hired six people in the last five weeks when there's, they said there's nobody out there in the trades and they're and like these three guys text me and they're like, you might be the best boss we've ever had. And we haven't even met yet. We haven't even started at the company and I'm already in love. And I'm like, I love this. And so now we're looking at buying a recruiting company because I just think it's the coolest thing in the world because a job is not just a job. It's it affects not. the family. It affects their mood. It affects what they do every day. Like, and and I'm like, oh my God, this is like purpose at scale. Like boom, found it. You know, so it's like crazy.
1: Dang. I'm not, I'm just putting the blinders on because I think I I think that you and I jive in that same way. And yes. we oh, love be so great at it. people love connecting people. I <laughs> would have so much fun. <laughs> Dude, it's
0: so nuts. <laughs> Let's buy because, this. Let's joint because, venture
1: on this this company. <laughs> well,
0: they don't no, no, you're you're in. You're already in. You're on the board of advisors. So what's crazy is that is that. Innately, it's a thing I hate more than life itself too, cause it's hard, it's a lot of work, but man, when they, you know, like when they're, okay, best quote ever, the only way to truly create something amazing and at scale is to have a vision big enough for other people to fit inside of it.
1: So oh, yeah, I love the
0: quote. 90% of people build a vision and they care about what they're getting out of it, what money they're making, what car they're doing, look, I'm about to say something kind of as a joke, but kind of serious. I realized that I'm just gonna be broke for like the next 10 years and then we're gonna sell it for like a couple bill and then I'll be rich. Like that's, you know, but none of that matters, right? It doesn't matter. And I think that's what's interesting. Like the moment we buy this company in three weeks, I become a millionaire on paper, who cares? Like, does that is that is my drive gonna go down? Am I not going to show up to work the next day? No. And yet all the people, that's what they're seeking. And it's like, weird? it doesn't mean, it mean, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing, like nothing. And, and what's great is that what's interesting to me is uh, like, I had a, I had a, uh, like sometimes in the morning when I'm by myself, like pre-workout kicks in, I get a little crazy. And so like, I was listening to like, <laughs> I was listening to like Whitney Houston and like all sorts of stuff. And I was thinking to myself, like when I retire, like my number one goal is I'm going to host a a, a weekly, a a daily uh, dance workout group at the local YMCA. And like, I'm going to, that is going to be like the number one class to get into. And it's like, so you think about it, right? I'm using that as a context to say, what are the things that you would do if you had all the money in the world and you would still do it anyway?
1: Oh, I live in that zone.
0: Go do those things.
1: That, okay. So, okay. I got, I, okay. I got to drop like five things real fast. We'll, we'll just like real fast. Okay. One, I agree that people have these visions that are too big, but I also, it's not contradictory, it's complementary. I also think it goes like the other way where people's visions are too small because they're inhibited by mm-hmm. fear. So I just have mm-hmm. to put that on the table.
0: Well, and the problem is, is and this is a whole other vein of thought, is I don't think it's fear. I think it's fear of success not failure.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, people don't even know how to deal with like all of their internalness and to like, open well, what up if my life was great and
0: I was happy and my kids were smiling and we had food to mm-hmm. eat. Like when's the shoe yep. going to drop?
1: And, and what, what would happen? Oh, wait, what would my friends think of me? What would this, you and I have both like gone through, through different shifts within our spheres and stuff such over our journeys. It's like, it, yeah, I guess I just, you know, people don't want to go on that journey with me. That's fine. I'm going on this journey. I'm on this path and this is where I'm headed because I'm doing what I love. So I just released a podcast episode this week for mindset. And it was literally like, I don't work and you shouldn't either. Mm. Okay. And then they're like, Mm. I've been having this conversation. And, and one of, uh, one of my brothers was like, but you do work. And I'm like, well, i mean, like, I do these tasks, but I'm doing this for a greater, like there is something driving everything that I do that is so much bigger than me. And it brings me joy, fulfillment, satisfaction. And sure, there are some tasks that I have to do that aren't my favorite, but I see the bigger picture of what they're feeding into. And so it's not like you know, you want to rip your face off type stuff. It's like, ah, no. Okay. I just need to get this done because it's going to lead into this next part, which is really important. And so I don't work. I get to live in the zone of genius. I get to live in the zone of contribution. And I thought, and I believed for years that work had to be hard work, had to be tedious work, had to be, you know, something that you hated your boss. I never did. But, you know, it's like, there are all the stereotypes that we have surrounding what, how we should feel about work, what our perception should be of work. And it's a bunch of BS. It's like you should love what you do. And if you don't love what you do, you need to stop right now and change gears and get into what you love because you will be rewarded. You will probably end up being compensated financially far more, but you will definitely be rewarded in the satisfaction level. And a satisfied life is in a fulfilled life is like absolutely priceless.
0: Well, I client, he went for 10 days, got engaged. His wife's from, they live in Austin. His wife, uh, his wife is from uh, Portugal. Um, she lives here, he's in real estate. He has a job that he works for, you know, remotely and uh, they got engaged and her dad moved over there. And, and, and so he's like, man, you know he's like, I, I have you not know, never been out of the country. He was like, it was really crazy. He was like, it's fun. He's like, you know, people actually do slow down, you know and, and so I was like, hey, man, sounds great. I'm like, uh, you should move there, like, in two months. And he's like, what are you, he goes, Wait, what are you talking about? And I go, okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to sit here and tell me all the reasons you can. I'm going to shoot them down left and right, and you're not going to have a leg to stand on. And I was like, text your wife right now and say, we're moving to Portugal in six months. And she, like, sends back, like, holy crap, you know, uh, is that for real? They want to have a baby over there. And he's like, he's like, this is really messing with me. Because I actually have no good reason why I can't. And I was like, yeah, you work remotely and it doesn't matter. And you have rental properties that you're going to live on already. And he was like, and it was like, well, I don't do stuff like this. And I'm like, okay, so my thesis is very simple. When you get to 80 years old, are you going to say to yourself, man, I spent a year in Portugal and I really hated that? No, you're not. So you got to go do it. And I was like, then you get to reinvent yourself. I said, what you're doing now in your business and this real estate business is not working. He knows it. He admitted it. He goes, what I've done, I got over leveraged. I'm getting out of it. The thesis I had was not working. I was like, dude, you're like 30. Like go for a year, like experience something you've never experienced before. You still get to make crazy money working remotely. And I was like, just, and is your fiance going to be happy as a clam, and i was like and her dad's getting the real estate in portugal i was like maybe you're just a real estate investor in portugal i was like how many more signs do you need and so he texts me after he spoke to his wife that night he's like she's with it i think we're going in june and i'm like yes so i was like and it's like we and it's the same thing i brought to him was you know how many people cassie and i meet uh at truck stops or restaurants or whatever. And they're like, Oh my God, I've thought about it my whole life that I want to go RVing. And I'm like, okay, and do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so weird how we put the obstacles and like you and I both have the opportunity, like as we're coaching people, like to watch clients, like shift their identity and to, you know, like unwire all these like crazy fears that were hardwired and woven into us and these identities that people have like slapped upon us that we just somehow left there is like it's so rewarding watching people pull those off peel back the onion and like discover who they really are and their greater potential and the capacity is like the capacity for transformation the capacity to say yes almost like yes to hospitality yes to coming and staying with us this weekend right it's like all of these things that we say yes to and the ability to like your client that's going to move to Portugal right I mean that's going to shift his identity in ginormous profound unprecedented ways and who he will become that next version of him and who that shows up and what that person does in the world It's profoundly different than what he can accomplish right now. Just like Mm -hmm. my clients who it's like, uh, I'm leaving this firm and I'm going to start my own firm. Sure. It's scary, but I can see that I can accomplish this now. It's like the capacity and the bandwidth that people have and the amount of change. And I don't mean like we have to go change the world, but it's like the contribution. And I think that's the difference. Like we don't have to go and change things but if we're contributing in powerful ways it casts a natural like difference in the world that is really good
0: it's 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 creating an opportunity to say i don't know what i don't know how but i'm gonna bet on me and it's all gonna work itself out right and i think i think i think one of the biggest things that shifted for me and i was telling anthony is there's something uh I won't do anymore. I've made, I've put my flag in the ground. I've planted it. It's it's very firm. I'm not selling jack crap anymore. I'm not selling me. I'm not selling any product. I'm not selling anything. If you like what you see and you want to show up to the party and you want to invest in yourself and you want to meet me halfway, come on the train. Oh, if so you gun?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no,
0: I'm just saying like, I'm. I'm just, yes. I'm just, I'm tired of like, the cheap sell. I can't do it anymore. Like we're creating the movement. It's very uh, and 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 here's 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 the way we look at it. So there are people that are going to hop off the train or there's companies that aren't going to sell to us and that's a decision. Because yeah, we have a new track record. But once we've created a reputation and a momentum for ourselves 2-3 years down the road, it's going to be real hard for you to get on the train after it's already left the station and you know, this last year for me was, I would classify it very simply as a year of betrayal, uh, deep betrayal from people that I, you know, spent time in their homes, people that I molded and and gave hours of my time together for free, uh, you know, got betrayed about four different people, uh, lost tons of money, still owe me money, all that kind of stuff. And it really messed me up because I'm like, can I pour myself into humans again? Like, Is this, is this Mm. the game now where you're just going to like use me? And then when you're done with me, you're going to run away. And then I thought to myself, like, or uh, it's teaching me lessons of of saying that you need to listen to your gut more. And there's maybe some things that you don't need to like, you know, discount. Right. Uh, But, but also Mm. saying in the same, in the same breath, saying, you know, thank you. Thank you for clearing Mm. out the path for this new path. And I think, you know, that's what I think I love the most about my new partners, my new company, and, and what we're doing, because the pivot, in my opinion, is that's the only way to do business these days. Like the world is changing so quick, people are changing so quick, social media, AI. You have to you have to have ra- radical ownership and say, Okay, this isn't working. Toss it to the side and then you know, keep treading down the thing is very hard for people to do, especially if they've had A level
1: of success. Mm, I love that. I love the whole element of listening to your intuition. That's something else that has been like a huge shift shift for me, especially over the last year and a half is like in last year, specifically in 2022, I like in, I was very intentional about listening to my intuition because I started realizing, wait, this has been right. I my my gut instinct well because I was invited into deals um and I passed on them because I couldn't put my finger on it and then in July I went into a deal and I started to you know, work on this deal and I just couldn't sleep. And my whole thing is, if I'm not sleeping at night, something's off and I am leaving. I'd already launched a deal to my investor community and I literally, and I like the team. There was like, okay, this is a strong team. These are people I know. They pass all my criteria. I vetted them. I, I actually went to the property down in, in Dallas, Texas and such, and then I, I just couldn't sleep. So I withdrew from this offering. I called a few of my investors that wanted to invest in it and just said, hey, I just want you to know my company is actually withdrawing. I cannot tell you why, because I don't know why. I'm just not sleeping at night. The numbers are great. The people are great. I've been on the, print. I've walked it. It's great. I don't understand why, but I'm going to, I'm just going to trust this. Well, I find out like a month later, the deal fell through. I didn't know that there was no writing on the wall that would have suggested that that deal was going to fall through in any capacity at all, but just that willingness. So that was really sent me over the edge on trusting my intuition. It's like, it's given to us, but most people think that it's going to misguide them. And when we, we can vet our intuition, I've been teaching my daughter, this like, Listen to it and test it so that you understand when you can trust it. And the more you have developed that relationship with your intuition, where you kind of, maybe you trust it. Maybe I feel like having a mocha this morning and I'm usually an Americano person. It sounds so stupid, silly when we put it like that, but it's like, trust that, trust that little intuition in you and do the little Mm -hmm. different. And that builds that level of trust to where you're like, oh, wow, that, that really was better today. And you just start doing it in these little micro ways. And it builds that strength and that relationship with your intuition so that when it comes to, I'm not sleeping at night and I can't, I don't understand why, but I'm going to trust this. You can say yes to trusting your intuition.
0: Mm No, hundred percent. I will say, and I want to keep it on record. This is the most uh, focused, centered, uh, firm in what you're doing, um, locked in mentality, I've ever seen of uh, uh, Mr. Julie, Julie Holly. So it's awesome <laughs> to see.
1: It it really is, and now I have uh, investors where you know we hop on to an investor discovery call. Maybe they've been listening to my podcast and such, and I'm hearing more often investors asking me as we're on that call. Will you accept me as one of your investors? Like to me, that means I, I'm on, I'm on point with Mm -hmm. what my company is about. The conscious investor is very niched down and defined and we have strong pillars and people are, are resonating with that. And so when they see that and they see the integrity that is unlike anything There are a lot of people that go around and say, like, we have integrity and we're conservative investors and stuff like, and I I won't, I'm not going to say anything disparaging. So people say that, but they don't have the actions that prove it. And people are noticing like, oh, wait, you're actually doing this and you're saying this and we want to be part of this. It's like, will you accept us? (laughs) So it's, it's super amazing.
0: So great. If people want to listen to the podcast, they want to find out uh, how to be an investor, how would they do that?
1: Yeah, head over to, you can check out the Conscious Investor podcast on any and every listening platform or YouTube. So, and please leave a honest rating and review. Listen to a couple episodes. I have always the best guests and mindset episodes are some of the favorite episodes that people uh, I noticed that I'm like, wow, people love the mindset episodes, which is also mm-hmm. super fun. Um, and then, you know what, you can connect up with me. You send me an email, Julie at JulieHolly.com. And I know I shouldn't give any more, but you can also check out our investments at three keys, all spelled out and in investments and keys are both plural.
0: And you won't go wrong with putting your money with joy. She's one of the best humans I know on the planet. Um, so trust me, uh, total vouch. So, uh, if you got some value from this episode, send it to a friend. We'll see you next time, guys.